Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, I'm back from vacation. No more vacations. <laughs> Anyways, we got the NFL Week 5 recap for you guys. Stats and scores. Russell Wilson injury concerns. What that means for the Seahawks going forward. And what is wrong with the Chiefs? They're not last in their own division. Also, Overreaction Monday coming up. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, do we have some good NFL games yesterday. Let's get started. Let's get down the scores and see what happened. And the stats. There were some pretty damn impressive stats, including this one. Bucks defeat the Dolphins 45-17. Tom Brady, 30-41, 411 yards, 5 touchdowns. He's like, oh yeah. Miami kind of has my number here in Florida, but I'm in Florida now, and I'm at home in Tampa. I can take the heat now because I'm the GOAT. It's actually his first career game where he had over 400 passing yards and five touchdowns as they rack the Dolphins. Jets go into London and lose to the Falcons. Falcons win 27-20. Matt Ryan, 342 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Kyle Pitts. 119 receiving yards, and he gets his first receiving touchdown in the NFL. Packers defeat the Bengals 25-22 in overtime. Aaron Rodgers had 342 yards and two touchdowns. Devontae Adams was unstoppable. 11 catches, 206 yards, and a touchdown. Most glaring fact in this game, there was five consecutive missed field goals. Three by Mason Crosby for Green Bay before he hits the game winner. And the Bengals kicker was celebrating, and he was wide left. So what a wacky game. Joe Burrow was hanging in there with Aaron Rodgers and came down to field goal miss, field goal miss, field goal miss. Every, I don't, who knows? But Mason Crosby was able to redeem himself and get the Packers to win in overtime. The Vikings defeat the Lions 19-17 behind Justin Jefferson. Seven catches and 124 yards. Steelers defeat the Broncos 27-19. Najee Harris got to go on the ground. 23 carries, 122 yards and a touchdown. The Saints go into Washington, defeat them 33-22. Jameis Winston can see again 279 yards for touchdowns. The Eagles go into Carolina and shock the Panthers by a final 21-18. Jalen Hurts had two rushing touchdowns in the second half to help the Eagles to victory. Titans defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 37-19. James Robinson for the Jaguars had a good game on the ground. 18 carries, 149 yards, and a touchdown. But Derrick King Henry, 29 carries, 130 yards, and three touchdowns for the Titans to help them in the win. Jacksonville has now lost 20 games in a row. The Patriots knock off the Texans by a final 25-22. Texans Davis Mills had 312 yards and three touchdowns on the day for the Texans, but it wasn't enough. Against Mac Jones and the Patriots. Bears defeat the Raiders by a final 20-9. Justin Fields threw his first career touchdown pass. The Bears win again because Matt Nagy had no business calling the plays. He stayed out of the way, 
Let everybody else do their thing. Matt Nagy had no input on the game. Chicago fans, that's why. Chicago Bears come out with the victory. Browns lose in a heartbreaker to the Chargers in a high-scoring feast. 47-42 the final. Chubb had 21 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown for the Browns. Justin Herbert went crazy, especially in the fourth quarter. 398 yards, four touchdowns as they win the shootout pullout at the end. By a final 47-42, they're now first in the AFC West. Cowboys defeat the Giants 44-20. Dak Prescott, 302 yards, three touchdowns. The Giants, during the game, lost. Daniel Jones to a concussion. Barkley to an ankle injury. Galladay had to bleed to a hamstring. Everybody was dropping for the Giants in that game as they deal with some heartbreaking injuries in the loss. The Cardinals defeat the 49ers by a final 17-10. You know, Trey Lance made his first career start for the Niners. He ran a ball a little too much. There was times where he could have passed it, but he had 16 carries, 89 yards on the day. Kyler Murray slowed down a little bit, 239 passing yards and a touchdown. They were the only remaining undefeated team in the league. The Bills go into Arrowhead last night, primetime Sunday night football, and defeat the Chiefs 38-20. Josh Allen was rolling 315 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing TD as he outduels Patrick Mahomes. We only had 272 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. So there you have it. There's your scores and the highlights of week five. Now, we're going to get into what we always do on Monday when we after the NFL. Week five, that is overreaction Monday. So here I got five overreaction you know, s- statements here, and we're going to have a little fun with it. The first one. The Arizona Cardinals are going to go undefeated for the rest of the year. Overreaction or not an overreaction? No. Overreaction, right? There's no way. Through this gruesome 17-game season, the Arizona Cardinals are going to go undefeated. They're 5-0. They've escaped. The NFC West is you know, still a tough dis- division. Despite all this happening, and that is clearly an overreaction. Kyler Murray's playing out of his mind. DeAndre Hopkins playing out of his mind. We forget about him out in the desert a little bit, I think, now. But he's still one of the top receivers in the league. He even mossed somebody yesterday again for a touchdown. So, Arizona Cardinals in that division. They're not even going to go undefeated in the division, I don't think. Yes, they did destroy the Rams a couple weeks ago. Seahawks now without Russell Wilson for some time, at least a month, maybe longer. The Niners started Trey Lance. Jimmy G's hurt. Trey Lance has to get up to speed with the play, you know, play speed of the NFL. But can they do it? I mean, why not? Why can't we have somebody, you know, go that far? The more, I guess, realistic question could be like an over or under. Do you see them winning three or four, losing more than three or four games? But the Arizona Cardinals team has come out firing. They did it last year, too. They started off really hot. We'll see how the season progresses and see if they can you know, finish strong, unlike last year. Last year, they kind of tailed off toward the end, but they have that offensive firepower. I like Chase Edmonds in the backfield. 
D-Hop, of course. You got Christian Kirk. You got, remember A.J. Green? He's had a couple nice games so far this season, too. The big-time Bengals wide receiver seems to be coming along in that offense, too. So, and they got Chandler Jones on defense with Buda Baker. Like, they have some great pieces coming together. This Arizona Cardinals team could be dangerous if they can, if Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, can not get so, like, pass happy with Kyler Murray and try to make him go around and do all these crazy, you know, miracle plays, have some balance with the run game with actually running with your running backs like Chase Edmonds. So Arizona Cardinals team could be a big threat in the NFC West and the entire NFC. But are they going to go undefeated? That's definitely an overreaction. All right, now now the second question. It's my team. It's my favorite team. Diehard fan of the Miami Dolphins. Are the worst team in the NFL. Is that overreaction now or not? Jacoby Brissett's been starting the last few games. Over to attack of Valoa. Offense hasn't changed much. The defense just got shredded by Tom Brady. Who Dolphins fans would really be like, we've kind of had Tom Brady's number. You know, we can we play very well against him. Well, he had his first career game of over 400 passing yards and five TDs in the same game. So maybe we don't play them as bad. Maybe we're worse. Maybe the expectations this year for the Dolphins and the fans were just another mirage. That's usually how it is in Miami. We think we've taken, we come around the corner, we're on the way, and it just collapses all in front of our eyes. And that's what's happening. Are they the worst team? You know what? You got they have some plays, um, teams come up on their schedule. I the Texans may be better than them. The J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. A lot of people's books as the worst team in the NFL. Well, Miami still has to play them twice. So we're going to find out here in the coming weeks. If they're actually going to be better than the Jets. They have Texans on their schedule. They have the Falcons on the schedule. Falcons aren't a very great team either. But are the Dolphins the worst team in the NFL right now? I hate to say it. I'm not. I'm. That's not an overreaction. I really believe that's not an overreaction. Because this offense can't block anybody. Can't run the ball. The defense can't stop the run. You can barely stop the pass now either. Saving Howard even got burned quite a bit by Antonio Brown on a couple of plays. To see the direction this team is heading in a free fall. Bringing Tua is supposed to be going to be coming back. Maybe not this next game, but maybe in two weeks. How in the world is that going to make a difference? You chose the wrong quarterback. He balled out again. Got a big win. Justin Herbert. So I'm saying that's not an overreaction. They very well, they could really be 0-5. They got lucky in the Patriots in week one. This is a bad football team. It's worse than we thought it was. This is not an overreaction. On to question number three. Tom Brady 
will win the MVP this year. I had him in my MVP thing before the season started. I actually had Matthew Stafford winning the MVP. That was my pick before the year started. But the same Tom Brady, right now, the guy is almost 50 years old. How He keeps getting younger. And now he had a crazy game yesterday. He leads the league in passing yards at 1,767. He's got 15 touchdowns to those two interceptions. Overreaction or not. And that's not an overreaction. He could very well win the MVP this year. Be the oldest guy to win the MVP. He could win back-to-back Super Bowl champions in Tampa. That could happen. And it may happen. So, that's not an overreaction. The guy is the GOAT. He's balling. You can't stop TB12. The only thing that was... This is for MVP. The secondary for Tampa is decimated with injuries. So, some people are going to be able to just pass the ball all day on them. They lost to the Rams. You know, with that Matthew Stafford matchup. So, that was a matchup where they got to Tom Brady. It took away the pass. Without Antonio Brown that game, though. But um, can they really rely on the arm of Tom Brady? (laughs) Tom Brady relying on his arm, Tampa. And I think they're going to do it. I think he's going to, he very well may do it. This is not an overreaction at all. All right, number four, the Dallas Cowboys make it this time on Overreaction Monday. Are they a serious contender to come out of the NFC? And that is not an overreaction. And why? All of a sudden, Dallas is getting back to their roots on offense. Kellen Moore calling the plays. They have a great balanced running attack now with Zeke and Tony Pollard. They complement each other well. They're able to rest, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, so he's not out there, you know, every single down. So he's able to run the ball more efficient. The offensive line is all intact. Dak is controlling. You got the weapons on the outside and Cooper and uh, C.D. Lamb. This team, if they continue to do that, they cut Jalen Smith in linebacker because Michael Parsons is balling this year as a rookie. Playing very well. Trayvon Diggs is the guy has got, what is he at now? Six picks in five games? The guy is a ball hawk in the secondary, so now he's come along great. They needed that cornerback that really shut people out on the outside. They got the linebacker in the middle. Now with Michael Parsons. So this team is coming along, but we always think they're an accident waiting to happen. Something's going to happen to them. They start off the season real hot, 4-1. They lost the opener to Tampa. That was it. Can they keep doing it? They've beaten the Chargers. You know, so this team, it's not an overreaction. They are a threat in the NFC if they continue to play this kind of ball. They've gotten lucky a little bit along the way. Giants, they're just, they're just decimated with injuries. I mean, when they have the three of their top players on offense go out in one game, it that's kind of sucks. They lost Saquon Barkley real early, so the offense... We didn't have a shot, and their defense is just bad this year. But the Dallas Cowboys, you're in division. 
Washington's not looking very impressive. Their defense is lacking this year. The Eagles, even though they had an impressive victory over Carolina yesterday, Jalen Hurts, they destroyed them already. So this division is the Dallas Cowboys for the taking. They could be a real threat in the NFC. But you got a lot of big-time guys out. You got the Bucks, You got the Rams. You got the Cardinals now. You got some... NFC is pretty damn uh, tough. Of course, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so we'll see how the Dallas fares against when they played against the big boys. You know, but Dallas, that's not an overreaction at all, let's say the Cowboys are a contender. As long as they keep a balanced running attack and they don't have Dak throwing the ball 50 times, even though he can do it, the offense can put it together. But keeping that defense rested too by having that balanced running attack is going to help them so much. All right, number five, and I feel bad if anybody is a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. But here we go with this question. The Jacksonville Jaguars will go winless this year. They've already lost 20 in a row. They're on five. They will lose 32 games in a row if they do go winless. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction? I actually kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into the year. I was like, man... They're going to be a lot, a lot better. They're going to get someone. They may even finish second in the division. I mean, they still may finish second in the division. The way this division is wrapping up, the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars, they're not, they're not very good. So I would hope the Jacksonville Jaguars would get a win against one of them, like Indy or the Texans. I would hope, right? Trevor Lawrence who never lost in like high school or college is on the verge of losing. He's lost more games already than he did all his high school and college career in the NFL. He's lost more games already. And I'm actually going to say this seems that bad. I want to say not. That's. I want to say that's an overreaction, but <laughs> The way Urban Meyer is out there partying and whatnot, I guess, not really caring. There's all that word of speculation with that. And this organization, they're going to go to the London. Maybe they'll get a win in London. Because they're going to London. Maybe that will help them. Oh, go overseas. Maybe we can win over there. But I like James Robinson, the running back. He's played very well this year. It's just that defense. I don't know what's going on with it. They, I mean, they've pretty much strapped everybody the last couple of years that was very good on that defense. I mean, we lose like Jalen Ramsey, Clias Campbell, and, and the whole crew. You just get rid of everybody. This kind of sucks. You're not utilizing your picks very well. But I'm going to say I hope they get it, but that's not an overreaction. This team is that bad. This team is that bad. It is not an overreaction. That they may go winless. They may. I hope they get two. I really do. But I got to go with not an overreaction. Because this team's just that bad. Poor Trevor Lawrence is out there. You're going to have to win one by yourself, my man. Maybe go to London and win. I hope you do. And end this horrible losing streak. They're on a, a Detroit Lion type losing streak right now. <laughs> it's, it is that bad. But. That is going to do it for our Overreaction Monday segment.
All right, so this next topic I want to get into is the Russell Wins Russell Wilson injury that happened this you know last Thursday night against the Rams. Man, that finger was bad when they show that on the replay. Uh, so he fractured his finger, it's broken, his middle finger, and he's expected to miss. They said it gave a time on a six to eight weeks, but he could be back a little bit sooner. What does that mean for Seattle? Can they hold on pace while he's out? Is her season over now? Like, this is serious questions. The Seattle Seahawks, their defense is horrendous, like dead last in the league right now. You wouldn't think of that when you, had, when you signed Jamal Adams. Traded for him, got him in. They can't get any pressure on the quarterback, though. It's just bad on Seattle's defense. So it's going to hurt production from, say, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf because Geno Smith is your backup. Now he came in Thursday night. It was like, whoa, Gino Smith out here is balling. Like, we didn't miss a step. And then he throws an interception. You're like, oh, that's the Gino Smith we know. And that's what's going to happen. Gino Smith is not, I don't even know how he's still the NFL quarterback, but he's going to be starting for the Seattle Seahawks in a division that is so tough. Rams are 4 and 1. Cardinals are still undefeated at 5 0. The Niners are 2 and 3. Seahawks are two and three, so they're sitting tied like last in their division right now. You look at the schedule coming up; they play at Pittsburgh, they got New Orleans, Jacksonville, then they have a bye, then they come back and play at Green Bay on November fourteenth. That could be a target when Russell Wilson may try to return, but then they host Arizona on November twenty-first. So we got some tough games for them coming up. Yeah, if they lose to Jacksonville, <laughs> no, they can't. But, you know, Seattle's in trouble. They're not going to be able They're in trouble. The way their defense is playing, they have Geno Smith as your quarterback now. Russell Wilson hides your deficiencies because he just makes incredible plays, you know, week in and week out. So he hides a lot of it. He hides the offensive line problems. He, the running game's been, oh, that Chris Carson was out. You know, he's got a neck injury, like, Seattle's in trouble. And with Russell Wilson out, they may be able to get one out of this stretch here without him. And that's it. They'll be sentenced too far down in the standings by the time he returns. And I just can't see Seattle really hold him while he's out. I think their season's pretty much this over. The NFC's is too tough this year. And if you lose out like that, it's just, you're done. <laughs> Seattle's in trouble. Seahawks are done without Russell Wilson being out. And season's a wash. They tried. Geno Smith is not going to be the answer. So Seahawks fans, the 12th man out there is going to have to do a lot of duty to make up for it. I don't think that's, a, that is definitely not going to be enough, but, uh, you know, Seahawks, sorry, your season's over. Russell Wilson injury, that's this hurts you this so bad. And there's no way you're going to overcome it with that defense being just that bad this year. All right, now we're going to jump over to this, you know, team that went to the Super Bowl last year and who we thought was going to maybe get back again as another top. He's one of my top five Super Bowl contenders, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're struggling so far. 
They are now two and three, and they're last in the division. So what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs? They're last in the AFC West. Now they're two and three. Broncos three and two, Raiders three and two, Chargers four and one. I don't see the Chiefs finishing last in the division no matter what. So I see them finishing better than the Raiders and then and then the Broncos. I see them still finishing second. I had them finishing second. I had the Chargers finishing first because the Chargers are my team to go to the Super Bowl. I picked. I had an LA versus LA showdown. So I gotta stick with what I had in the you know before the season started. Um, but what's going on with the they lost last night to Buffalo pretty handily. Josh Allen torched that defense, and that's one of the glaring problems, that defense. Why don't they ever want to upgrade a lot on the defense? They got the linemen, offensive linemen in. Brought in Orlando Brown from the Ravens. They got a few trades. They did this, They signed some free agents. They drafted. The whole entire offensive line is now new. None of them started in the Super Bowl last year. Because, you know, Tampa Bay just teed off on him, sacking Pat Mahomes. He's running for his life the whole game. So they really redid the whole entire offensive line. Defense, you still have Chris Jones. You still have Tyron Matthew. That's kind of it. Why haven't you upgraded that defense? But one of the other glaring factors in why the Chiefs are losing games right now is actually... Pat Mahomes. He has six interceptions on the year. He has five in the last three games. (laughs) Six total turnovers by him in the last three games. So Pat Mahomes has turned the ball over now. And a lot of it, I think the problem with the Kansas City Chiefs the most, they can, let's be honest here, they added Josh Gordon. He had a catch last night, so we'll see how he kind of gets in. They added another receiver. Guy keep getting weapons, right? This offense can score anytime at once. Edwards Hilarious left the game injury. We'll see how he is on last night, the running back. But this offense can do anything at once against anybody at any time. The problem is, like last night, Pat Mahomes can't lead your team in rushing yards. Can't lead your team in carries. I, no, he don't think he lead in carries. But he did lead in rushing yards. He almost led a team in carries. Um, a lot of it was just him scrambling around, but um, you know, in the second half. But uh, glaring factor is the turnovers. Pat Mahomes is turning the ball over, but this team gets so caught up in that offensive play calling. Sometimes it's like they're playing the game of Madden. And I keep saying this: they have to have balance. They, I think, they just go in the game saying, sometimes it just feels like it for me, anyways. They go into the game saying, we could just do whatever we want. We can be like a day ago. We could try new things out. We can have these new crazy patterns of, you know, wide receiver, you know, routes. We can have this different thing where, like even last night, we saw Tyreek Hill run to the center and run out real quick. And Travis Kelsey lined up at under center. And he went out and Pat Mahomes went back in. Like, they have their own plays. They try to be a little more creative and have a little fun. And sometimes I think they just try to have a little too much fun. They get too caught up in that moment instead of just settling down, running what you're supposed to do, like not just trying to do these crazy, heroic Madden plays, I call them. 
where you're running around 360 spin Pat Mahomes guns at the Tyreek Hill and he goes the distance or something. Like, that's where the Chiefs just get so caught up sometimes. And I still believe they're going to make the playoffs, of course. Still believe they're going to make second in the division. I still going to believe they're going to you know, be a threat in the AFC. They're still going to be a Super Bowl contender, barring some crazy injury or something. The Chiefs are going to be okay. They just need to reevaluate themselves, slow down a little bit, don't get so caught up in the Madden plays. The defense has to play better. Um, for one, and Pat Mahomes cutting down on turnovers. This team will be right back where it belongs. In the hunt. In the playoffs. Making a run. <laughs> but their defense is a major concern, though. And all the points and yards, especially that secondary, and that they allow. As Pat Mahomes, just like a Russell Wilson, you know, hides those deficiencies by himself. And that's that. But I expect the Chiefs to be pretty damn good still. It's not get. It's only five games in. It's still 12 more games to go. It's still a long season ahead of us. I expect the Chiefs to be there in the hunt. And still are Super Bowl contenders. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here again on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we're available on all streaming platforms. New episodes there every Monday and Wednesday. Be sure to check out the website at feelyheentertainment.com. That's feelyheentertainment.com. It's F-T-H-E. And check out the social media networks on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at feelyheent2. Also on the website, remember, we got some sports blog up there for you guys to read and look at and a merchandise store. So be sure to check it out. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed day. Peace out.